Welcome to the Dads Off Duty podcast. I am Jason once again, coming to you live from my basement. And we continue our tour of guest hosts. So I'm very excited this week because I made some calls, I did some emails, and I got Jerry Seinfeld to be my co-host. But then the COVID hit and he had to cancel. So unfortunately, we're stuck with JV once again. Your first reoccurring guest. Very first reoccurring guest in the history of the Dads Off Duty podcast. The feedback to your episode was phenomenal. They love you. America loves you. The world loves you. I love you, Jason. JV, welcome back. Oh, thank you very much. Once again, live from my garage. That's rather freezing today. What are you wearing? Please tell us. I am wearing my heaviest flannel red lumberjack flannel shirt, a down vest, I guess, over a down winter jacket and a Danzig winter hat. So it must be 65 degrees in Alabama for you to be wearing that many layers. It is a freezing 35 degrees and raining. They said we may get snow tonight. They say that all the time. We never get snow when they say we get, we're going to get snow, but we, they say we're going to get snow tonight. Have you had snow since you've moved down there? The only time I've had snow since we moved down here, or no, there was a chance of snow one day and they closed everything. They closed the schools. They closed work. They closed everything. I was out of town for work. I was in Pennsylvania and overnight we got seven inches of snow and we still had to go to work. Seven inches, that's, I mean, my wife would say that's decent, but I think it's pretty good. Yeah, it was insane. And I was shocked that we went to work. But no, since I moved down here, we have not seen any snow, which is great. All right. Well, we better get rolling before you turn into a popsicle there in your garage. Thank you. So as we do with every episode, do you have a dad joke to start us off? I actually do not have a dad joke. I just wanted to talk about the Lego store that I heard opened up there near you. I heard it's doing really well. People are lining up for blocks. <laughs> you know me, I love a good Lego joke. Ugh, I love Legos. So do I. Well, that Legos actually segues perfectly into our topic this week because I do love Legos. And what we're talking about today is what we do for us when we are off duty as dads, when the kids are asleep or away. I'm talking dad time. Dad time. JV, what do you think about dad time? Oh, I can tell you, let me just caveat this with, I love my kids. I love my wife. Some of the best times of my life are just hanging out with the kids, watching TV, playing video games, playing, running around like crazy people, or sitting and doing Legos with them watching them do their sports, but let's be honest, they can be annoying as fuck. And sometimes us dads need to have times, not just us dads, moms too, I'm saying they do too, we all need some times to ourselves, sometimes doing stuff we enjoy just to get away and just do something we enjoy other than spending time with them. So, so that's what we want to talk to you about today. All the fun stuff we like to do as men, maybe not as dads. Just as adults, yes. Exactly. So where do you want to begin? I think the first thing is just in general, just spending time without kids, with other adults. Even if it's just hanging out. I guess most men watch the foosball a lot. So I can get together and watch the foosball, have a group of guys just sitting around, 
having beers, having some bourbon and just wasting time just without having to make sure your kids aren't breaking something, getting into something, doing something they're not supposed to be doing. Because even if there's other adults around, there's kids around, you're still having to make sure they're good and they're taken care of, they're fed. So the main just generic thing is just making time to, even if you have to find a babysitter or pawn the kids off on your wife or the wife pawns the kids off on you, everybody just gets some time with just other adults, just doing nothing. You know, my daughter told me once, "Ugh, they're just going to sit around and talk, aren't you? And I'm like, yeah, She's like, that's all adults do. It seems boring. And I'm like, it's really not. It's the greatest thing ever. You know, 30 some years ago, I used to say the same thing that yeah. your daughter said is I could not imagine why adults want to just sit around a table and just talk. Like you're not playing any games. You're not doing anything. You're just talking. That sounds so boring. But here we are now. And here we are now doing it. Now we will throw when we get together with adults like couple time, we will throw in board games. We've done that a lot, which is good times. So, but what about you, Jason? What do you do when it's like, if you could choose anything, anything you wanted to do without kids or just for you? Well, I agree with what you already said. I think at the top of my list was just having either couples time or just time with my guy friends, because let's be honest, it's at least for us, it's difficult to get a babysitter know on a whim sometimes so a lot of times what we end up having to do is one weekend i'll go out with the guy friends and julie will kind of you know put the girls to bed and then you know she'll kind of make sure that they stay alive throughout the night and then you know maybe a couple weeks down the road the opposite will happen we'll swap and then i'll stay home with the kids and she'll have a girls night out but yeah i think in general my wife and i love to go out and she's really good with finding really great restaurants that got a good bar scene as well. And downtown Detroit, especially the scene down there is getting much better in the last five, 10 years with respect to like craft cocktail bars and just unique eats. So when we have the ability to get some time away from the kids, that's really something we like to do is try out a new restaurant and, uh, and bar. Yeah, we're definitely finding some places down here. We've been here. I don't know if I mentioned this before. We've been here just over two and a half years. And we're just now starting to, well, we were starting to find different restaurants and bars or different things we can go to. They have a lot of microbreweries here and local breweries here. They have a lot of like different, we have one place. It's actually an old high school that closed, I don't know, a while ago. And now in there, they have a Mexican restaurant a brewery, a dive bar, a tattoo parlor, axe throwing, a church, a speakeasy, which is really cool because you actually have to move the lockers to get back there and they strictly serve liquor. We like going there a lot. But one of the things I like to do, it kind of segues, kind of doesn't, but one of the things I like to do if I ever get the chance is I love going to concerts. I specifically like the heavier stuff I just enjoy going to concerts. I've even gone and taken my wife to some concerts that she loves and I hate, i.e. Def Leppard, Journey, Foreigner, worst bands ever, but I've seen them all for my wife. Journey is bad in concert? Journey is bad all around in every oh. way. Oh, yeah. What about a drunken karaoke bar at you know, 11 p.m.? Oh, drunken karaoke, I will listen to people slaughter some Journey, but it's still horrible. Okay. But I'd rather listen to a karaoke singer sing Journey than journey sing journey Ooh, wow 
This past year, being in the pandemic must be really hard for you then. I have so many concert tickets in my phone that are saved, that are postponed, or concert tickets that have been canceled. It was hard to, especially since living near Detroit, there was always concerts to go to. I could always find a concert. And it took me a while to find them here where I didn't have to drive two hours. But if you really think about it, even though we were only like 45 minutes away from Detroit, it can take up to two hours to get to Detroit. Oh, yeah. We've been driving to Nashville's about an hour and 45 minutes away. Birmingham's about an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes away. Chattanooga, Tennessee. So we found a lot. But it, right before the pandemic, they opened up a great concert venue. And I went to a concert in January and it was so much fun. And luckily I got one last chance to get in the mosh pit, not knowing that everything was going to be shut down for it's still going, going on a year. But it's just the way I see it is if you're going to a concert, people are there because they're out, they're having a good time. Most people, except it's, if it's me taking my wife to see Journey, they like the band. So they're in a good mood. They're excited to be there. I've never really ran into people at any concert, even though I listen to the heaviest of metal and everybody there is like mean and wants to kill puppies. You never go to a concert and see people in a bad mood. They're generally excited to be out. They're happy. They're willing to talk as long when the band's not playing. It's just, it's just fun to me. And I love going. I would love to tell a story about how I believe the the spark of concerts and Jason, you were there, got implanted into my life. I know where you're going with this. Please tell. And I don't know if a lot of this could be folklore that I have made up or exaggerated over the years, but when we were about 13 to 15, Green Day was huge. And they were just coming out. It was the album that came out right after Dookie. So it was their Insomnia album. Insomniac, Insomnia. I'm not sure which one it is. Yep. They were the biggest thing in music at the time. And even though our moms said, don't get the Green Day albums, they're bad, we did anyways. Sorry, mom. And then our dads were awesome. And Green Day was coming to Cobo Hall, which for those of you who don't know, it's like the attached concert venue to Joe Lewis. It was like when they had the big arena and then Cobo next to it was for smaller bands, which bands that weren't going to fill an arena. And our dads now, I don't know if I've heard this before, and I don't know how true this is, because I just remember being there, that your dad or my dad or both of them knew one of the security guards for Kobo, and that we never actually had tickets. One of their buddies like snuck us in the back door. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if I heard that, and I'm... Hey, everybody. Jason here from the future. JV brought up a really good question, and I wanted to go to the source. So I talked to my dad, and he provided a great response. So what you're about to hear is my dad's answer to JV's question. Take it away, Dad. Hey, Jason. This is Dad. Just sharing a, a thought on a trip down memory lane. Many, many years ago when you guys were young, you, your brother, along with JV, uh, Justin Von Eye, Garrett Von Eye, his dad, Bill, I had the luxury of having a good guy that worked for me who owed me a favor and knew the head of security at Cobo Hall. And you guys were really, really into the band Green Day. And I asked him, I said, do you think there's any hope that we could, you know, get in? And 
I could get these boys to a concert because I heard it sold out. And he goes, absolutely. And so he said, I know the head of security, so let me make a call. He made a call. So that evening, he showed up at Cobo Hall, and I was supposed to knock on this one door. And so I did, and I was supposed to ask for a guy. And the guy opens the door and says, that's me. And he goes, are you Dave? And I go, yep, we're here. He goes, come on in. And so he led us back to the stage, to the front of the stage, and we were right there on the main floor. I tried to give the guy a tip, you know, just throw him a tip because we weren't paying for the tickets. They were free, and he refused. He was a really nice guy, and he must have had a lot of respect for my buddy that got me the tickets or got us in, the entrance in. And so I said, what the heck, might as well just buy you guys a bunch of T-shirts. So that's how you got your Green Day T-shirts. Hope you remember them. Have a great day. All right. Thank you, Dad. That was fantastic. I appreciate the response, and after all these years, JV has now gotten some closure, and hey, he was right. All right, now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. What I remember about that concert, well, a few things. We'll talk about the smell in a minute, I'm sure. (sighs) But uh, I do remember being on the floor. Yes, we were on the floor very far in the back and i think the reason you know away from the crowds well because at a punk show and a metal show the front you just get slammed and from the front you're just pancake to the stage and then you got the mosh pit and then you got the young kids or the people who don't want to deal with people in the back i was gonna say we're 11 12 years old so yeah we're not going any farther than the back i just remember standing in the back and we were towards way out of the mosh pit. But I remember a guy and I can still remember to this day, guy coming out of the mosh pit covered in tattoos, pink or green spiked Mohawk. And in the mosh pit, I don't know, it was on his neck or his head. So I just, I don't know if it was his earring got slammed in the back of his side of his head or if he just got cut and he came out covered in blood. And I just remember I'm like, ugh. And then he just turned right back around and went back in. And I just remember being this impressionable 11-year-old kid and was just like, this was awesome. (laughs) Oh, I remember that. And I'm pretty sure it did the complete opposite to you, your brother, and my brother. But ever since then, I I think it was years before I started going to concerts again. I was like 15 to some of my buddies could drive. But ever since then, I was – I was going. If I could go to a concert, I was going. And there was a small break there when I was poor in college and – getting married and stuff like that, that I didn't go, but still this day, almost 40 years, 37, 40 years, almost 40, still go to concerts and I'll still get in a mosh pit. I don't stay in it as long and it hurts the next day, but I'll still go in. And you said that that was your first concert ever, right? If you don't count the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at Six Flags Great America, yes, that was my first. I will not count that. <laughs> then yes, that was my first concert. The thing that I could not get out of my brain even to this day is the smell. What I mean by that is the smell of marijuana. Yeah. And I was a, I think you used the term very impressionable 12 year old. You know, I grew up in the suburbs in a very middle class community. I didn't really know what that smell was. I was like, dad, what is that? Couldn't even remember what he would say. It's the smell of (laughs) music fans. Yeah. you, You can get over that and then you can just enjoy the music and enjoy the people and the mosh pits and getting hit and running into people at full speed. I could probably count on both of my hands the amount of total concerts I've been to. The most concerts I've ever been to is Green Day, and I think I've gone to at least three with you Yeah, since that first one. And, you know, I go to some over the years with my wife, 
And we've gone to some, you know, outdoor concerts, which were fun. Yeah, outdoor concerts way better than indoor concert. Yeah, but I would say, and you know this, music did not play as big of a role in my life as it did for you. What's the thing behind wearing band t-shirts? Is it you're not supposed to wear a band t-shirt at the actual concert? Is that the thing? Well, you don't wear the t-shirt of the band you're going to see. You just don't do that. Okay. And then even if you buy the t-shirt, you just put it in your back pocket or you hold on to it till you leave. Well, we broke that rule on that first Green Day concert because I remember wearing that shirt during the concert. When we bought it? I, don't, I wish I still had that shirt. I'm sure we bought a shirt. I still buy a t-shirt every concert I go to, a couple of them. Earlier, you mentioned playing board games. And I would say one thing I like to do more often now in the last couple of years is try to do activities when the kids aren't around that involve no screens. So that means turn off the TV, put my phone down. And especially since the pandemic, I've found myself doing some things that were no screen time, like puzzles. I built a model car. And my wife and I have recently gotten into these murder mystery boxes that get mailed to you once a month. There's a couple out there, like Hunt a Killer is pretty popular. The one we're doing right now is called the Deadbolt Mystery Society. I don't know if you've heard about these, but every month they give you a box. They're clues to a murder mystery. So you open the box and there's objects in there. There's stories to read about a murder that was committed. There's suspect cards where you have to read about the suspects. There's puzzles to solve. So you have everything you need to solve a mystery. And you have to use your phone too. Sometimes you'll have to go on social media and kind of look for clues that way. And it's very immersive. It could take anywhere from two hours to six hours to solve a mystery. And you get a new mystery every month. My wife and I really love doing those. They're something completely different. It's a good date night, you know, especially if you're home with the kids and you know you have to be home while they're sleeping or something. It's just a good way to be at home and still do something fun and different. So we've really enjoyed doing that. Now, is this something you can do with like multiple people or is it just like you in your house? Like, could you do it over the phone, over a Zoom meeting? Or let's say once the pandemic is over, you could have a group of people over and do it that way. Yeah, I would say doing it virtually would be pretty tough because you'd almost all have to have. There's so much material to read that it would be difficult to put it all up there for you to read. But certainly, and we, my wife and I have talked about this eventually, it'd be fun to like have a group of couples like you guys and a couple of our other friends over to solve one of these. It takes my wife and I sometimes a couple nights to solve them because after two, three hours, you, you need a break and you, you kind of get stuck. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to be. My next question is if you had to do it all in one sitting. No, certainly not. You'll play for a couple hours, you'll eliminate some suspects, then you'll kind of take a break and say, I need to come back to this. I'm kind of stumped. So I gotcha. But certainly with a group of older couples, that would be fun. Now, you had mentioned when I said something about Legos. Now, will you sit around and do some Legos, just you? Now, me and Lucy and Ian will do Legos forever if, if we had the time. Will you sit down and do like a big like 30,000 piece Lego set? Probably wouldn't do a Lego set by myself. I mean- for one thing, Legos are so damn expensive. Yeah. And I don't think I could justify buying a 30,000-piece Lego set for me. Every once in a while, I'll see one. As you know, I love Star Wars, and I'll, they have a lot of big Star Wars sets. And But it's like, I don't feel like I have the room once I put it together. Like, I always make the joke, like, we need to buy a new house just to have, like, a Lego room. Because the kids have all their Lego sets that, you know, they put together. And I'm like, I would love to put together this Lego set. Or, as you said, do a puzzle. 
but I just, where am I going to, I just don't really have the space to do it. The puzzles I've been doing is like 500 to a thousand piece. So yeah. We have this foldable card table. And so right now I'm doing a puzzle. I'm in the middle of one. So we just have a card table in the den and sometimes I'll carry it out to the living room or if I need to do it out there, or feel like doing it that way, but it's portable. We can take it into the bedroom if my wife and I want to just, uh, do a puzzle. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I started that sentence, I go, oh, it's- you'll want to fit my piece into your, Never mind. Now, another thing I like to do is if I, when I get the time, as you can tell by my very buff physique is if I get the time, I just like to go running or go to the gym. And this relates back to the music. I will just, it, there's something to be said for just plopping my headphones in, turning on music and just running for 45 minutes or going to the gym and putting my headphones in. And it's like, it's really the only time except for driving when I'm going somewhere that I can listen to my music without the kids saying, this is stupid. Put on Taylor Swift. And it's like, I can put my headphones in. I don't have to talk to anybody. I don't have to think about anything. And I don't even think what I'm doing in the gym when I go is actually doing anything, but it's, my time where I don't have to talk to anybody, my headphones are in. I always see people standing there like talking to everybody at the gym. I'm like, you're not even doing anything. <laughs> Go talk outside. <laughs> you know, I'm at least moving stuff around. Yeah. I had that on my list as well, exercise. And I had a note to bring up because I know that you do enjoy running, which God bless you. That's the one form of exercise I cannot do. But what I've been doing, I don't know, last couple of years now, I do the Beachbody program. So if you're not familiar, it's the program that has launched P90X and Insanity and 21 Day Fix. It's now, it's on an app. You pay an annual fee and you've got this library of different workouts. So what I've been doing, especially in the last nine months is throughout the day when I know I've got a little bit of a break, it, it works great for a couple of reasons. Number one, I give my eyes... Abe, and I guess uh, I'm trading the computer for the TV, but it's a bigger screen. It's better. Yeah. So I'm taking about an hour break mm-hmm. from working, kind of unplugging and getting my mind right. And I go downstairs and I go in my workout room and I got my weights there and I've got all my equipment and I'll just hammer out a strength workout or a cardio workout or something like that. I just imagine how much better it would be if you were jamming death metal. Uh, maybe. <laughs> you get so strong. Well, see, what I've been doing is I've been blasting Taylor Swift. Is that not the right way to do it? It actually might make you weaker. <laughs> honestly, the benefits there, being in better shape, losing weight, that's all good. But honestly, at this point in my life, like I want to work out so that I can run around outside with my kids, bend over, pick up my kids, play with them, and not just feel like total shit by the end of it. Yeah, and, and you said I like running. For the record, I don't enjoy running. We used to have a gym at work that I could walk downstairs at the end of my day and go to the gym. Those obviously closed, and I'm a cheap bastard, so I didn't want to get a gym membership, so I would run every day. But finally, it's cold outside, you know, 40s, and I finally broke down and joined a gym. Actually, I'm today, so I can finally go. I've been going for a week. It's something to do. As you said, you know, I've, obviously you feel better, you get in shape and all that good stuff, but just you feel better. You don't like walk up a flight of stairs and you have to focus on not breathing heavy. So everybody makes fun of you for walking up a flight of stairs and you're out of breath. Exactly. I mean, going to be honest with myself, I'm nearing 40, got a wife and kids. I've got a yeah. full plate, a full-time job. Like 
I don't need a six pack at this point in my life. That's not my goal anymore. <laughs> so I'm trying to be realistic with myself. So I'm doing it to be healthy and be able to play with my kids. Speaking of being out of breath and parched, mm. do you know what time it is? Um, Cocktail o'clock. Hit the music. I'm still going to dance. I can go first again if you want me to. Oh, and for the record, you can tell Julie that I liked Let's Wine About It. You are not the only person to say that. That's by far the recommendation. So I think we're going to go with Let's Wine About It. Thank you. So I have a beer again. So the beer I got, I had a, a strict plan to go and get a beer that I've been wanting to try that I haven't yet But then after I grabbed it and I was walking out, I found something that caught my eye because I do like a crazy flavored beer. I found a Lazy Magnolia Southern Pecan Nut Brown Ale. Wow. Yeah. So obviously I was like, I'll try it. So I grabbed this on my way out. Let me try it and I will let you know how it is. Southern Pecan. Southern Pecan. I know nothing about the. It's a Lazy Magnolia Brewery. There's no story or anything on here. Unlike the last one that was 11%, this one is a very tolerable 4.5%. So definitely a lighter beer. An ale is usually a lighter beer. So for you who don't know that, Jason, it smells like a regular beer. There's no pecani smell. I can tell you that. Well, I can. It just it just tastes like a regular beer. Like a light beer, a lager, what do you... A brown ale is like a heavier ale. It's somewhere between like a Miller Lite and a stout. You know, Miller Lite's clear and then stout's black. So it's like a brown. I mean, it's it's fine. I'll give it a 2.5. It's fine. There's no... I was expecting it to be horrible because of the nutty taste because sometimes it can be too overpowering, but there's no taste. It just tastes like a good brown ale, which is a fine beer. Funny story, though, if you want to hear about it, when I was picking it up, and tell me if this is weird or not. So I got my six-pack. Again, Jason, beers come in six-packs normally. Oh, I thought you were talking about your physique again. Unless you're buying for your dad, obviously. I'm in the self-checkout line, and I have the six-pack sitting there on the counter, and as I'm scanning everything else, some lady who had to have at least been 105, she's like, oh, I'm not going to try to do my old lady southern accent. She's like, does that beer actually have pecans in it? And I'm like, you know, I have no idea. It says it's brewed with pecans, but I don't know. And then she reaches over the aisle, grabs a beer out of the six pack and starts looking at the label. And I'm just like dumbfounded. I'm just like, uh, and I look over at the people in line to like get reassured that this is not normal. And they're all just like, whoa. They were even taken aback by it. And I just kind of looked at her and she's like, it doesn't say anything about it. She puts that one back, believe that all the other beers in the six pack must have had the story on it. But that one reached over and grabbed another one and started looking it over. And I'm just like, I'm ready to scan my beer. Can I have that back? And she's like, oh, yeah, hold on. And then eventually puts it back and scans it. And then she just left. And I just couldn't believe that someone would just like, no pandemic. That's weird, especially during a pandemic. Don't be touching the shit that I'm bringing home. 
Now, I don't know what the vibe is like in Alabama, but I'm going to go ahead and guess that she was not wearing a mask. And I get that a lot. It's very rare that I go anywhere and people aren't wearing masks. Okay. So she screamed no mask to me, but okay. Did you go and grab a different six pack? I would have, but you're kind of gross. I did. Oh, you did. After I scanned it and I put it down on the counter and she checked my ID and everything and I paid, I was going back and forth and if I should. And then the lady that, you know, runs the self-checkout aisle was just like, do you want to go grab another six pack? And I was just like, yeah, kind of. So I just ran, grabbed one and then walked out. What age do you think we are going to turn before we start acting like that? There's obviously an age that it's appropriate. Just do whatever you want. Just not give a fuck. Yes. It's got to be somewhere 85-ish. My parents still have a filter. I mean, they're under 85, obviously. I'm just saying that's my line because like, I feel like all our parents still have a filter somewhat, you know? So right. it's got to be past them, I assume. All right, 86, I'm going to Walmart. I'm shopping in my boxers. That's not normal now? Maybe in Alabama. Alabama. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. What about you, Jason? What do you got? Well, before we go there... I have an update of sorts, because some of you may remember two weeks ago on JV's debut episode, he talked about and drank dragon's milk, which we learned after the fact. <laughs> I don't know how in your research you missed this. You did mention New Holland. That's a Michigan brewed beer. Yeah, I found that out after. I missed it in my research because there was zero research. It had a dragon on the bottle, so I grabbed it. So, okay, so you've grabbed beer that has dragons and nuts on them. Yeah. I'm learning a lot about you. I love some nuts. As you know, I am not a beer fan. I've tried many a beer because I want to get into it, but alas, I am not a beer fan. So I really took your recommendation to heart. And last week I bought a four-pack because they didn't have a 24-pack of it. I was like, they, they did not have a 24-pack of You could have bought I only buy 24-packs. So I bought a four-pack of the New Holland Dragon's Milk. And last night I gave it a try. And I told myself before I drank it, I will drink at least a third of the bottle. I'm not going to take one sip and make my decision. I'm going to drink a third of the bottle, love it or hate it, at least. And that was when he, he's on the edge of his seat right now. I, I, I am. I took that picture and I sent it to you last night to let you know I was trying it. And I did not tell him what I thought of it yet. So I took a sip. thought, okay, I, I tasted the chocolate and the coffee a little bit right off the top. I was like, okay, wow. It definitely tastes a little chocolatey. That's cool. Had another sip. I'm like, okay, yeah. Took another sip. I was like, oh, man, what? this is not very good. By my fourth or fifth sip, my stomach started turning a little bit. Oh, no. Yeah. I tried so hard. And I drank a third of it. And I was like, man, I just, I don't know what it is, but my body just rejects beers. He looks so dejected. If you would have chugged that whole thing, your body would have been like, all right. And maybe, yeah, the 11% would have kicked in. At that <laughs> it would have kicked in. Then you would have chugged all three. You know, in my life, I've, the only beer I've, and you can tell me this isn't a beer, but the not your father's root beer. It's not a beer, but it's not a beer. Okay. It's not but a beer. It came in a beer bottle. I mean, sure. So does regular root beer. <laughs> well, so I've tried that a couple years back. I was like, this is actually pretty good. I like this. Uh, I'll, t I'll drink one. I've had a couple of cider beers that aren't terrible. I like a hard cider. Yeah. Every once in a while, I can get a Blake's hard cider down here. 
Okay. So I gave it a shot. I'm sorry. So one out of four, one out of five. Based on this week's two out of five grade that you gave the pecan southern nut, whatever. Yeah, two and a half, you know, 2.5 because I can drink it. I'll finish, I'll finish the six. I'm not even going to try it. I'm sorry. It's disappointing. I was, when you get a flavored beer, you want it to have some flavor, you know. I've been told these drinking segments aren't long enough, so that, that's why I'm taking my time. No, it's fine. But it's cocktail clock. As you know, I've been doing the classic cocktails this month. So I started out with a Old Fashioned, which I love. And then I moved to a margarita. I was very jealous of your margarita yesterday, by the way, when I listened to it. And this week, we're going a little bit south. And we're having a French 75 is the cocktail this week. I can tell you I've never heard of a French 75. Ooh, looks fancy. Yeah, it has a lemon twist on the top. That's what you're seeing. The French 75 is a cocktail held in such high esteem that it falls easily, though with elegance and grace one would expect of a high society French madame into the realm of a classic cocktail. That's you. I did a little bit of research. I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't do a ton. What I did find was that this drink was invented and popularized during Prohibition. I believe it was really popular and founded in New Orleans, the New Orleans area, Baton Rouge. Pronounced Nolens. Nolens. The name French 75 is from the 75 millimeter howitzer field gun used by the French and Americans in World War I. So that's kind of cool. That is pretty cool. It's pretty badass. Not too many cocktails are named after a field gun. So what does this have in it, you are wondering? I was wondering. It has gin, which is a liquor that I'm not crazy about. It has champagne, or champagne, which I actually have because we are not far removed from New Year's Eve, and that's the one time a year I drink champagne. So we had some champagne lying around, so this has worked out perfectly. It has lemon juice and simple syrup. What I did was I put one ounce of gin, half ounce lemon juice, freshly squeezed, of course. Expect nothing less. And just a couple dashes of simple syrup, easy for me to say, into a shaker glass filled with ice, shook it up, poured it into a champagne flute, and then topped off with champagne. Lemon twist garnish is optional, but we are classy here. You're shaking your head no. Oh, it's not optional. Put the pinky up. (laughs) Pinky up. Okay, so I gave this a try. I've never had this before. Mm. This is a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Because I'm not a huge gin and champagne person. You know, my wife bought this really sweet champagne for New Year's Eve. So maybe that's helping because it's not a real bitter one. The lemon juice is coming through. Nice sour, little tart. And then you got the simple syrup. So it's, it's very balanced. There's some sour, there's some bitter, there's some sweet. That being said, I don't think I'd order one of these at a bar. (laughs) Unless it came with a 75 millimeter round from the howitzer. It's not a bad drink. It's just not my cup of tea. I'm going to give this drink a two out of five. Okay. Ooh, two low scores. However, while you were drinking that, I was looking at the bottle of this and it says it pairs well with great with steak, burgers, and chocolate. That may bump it up to a three. Because anything you can drink with steak, burgers, and chocolate, I mean, that's great. That's a winner in my book. 
How do you like your steak, JV? I used to get it medium. Okay, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to stop lying to you. I used to un- order it medium well. I'm sorry, but my lovely, beautiful spouse fixed me, and she has shown me the way of the medium rare steak. boy. I mean, you don't need anything because you just use the blood to dip it in, and then they, that's where you get the taste from. That's not blood. That's flavor. I'm the same way as you. Medium rare. Burgers and steaks are all medium rare. You know, I found like when restaurants ask you, uh, how do you want your burger cooked? It's never. I mean, I always say medium rare. I've never gotten a medium rare burger from a no. restaurant. No, no, it happens. Anyway, what else do we like to do while we're alone with our thoughts or maybe with our wives? I don't know how explicit do you want to make this podcast. <laughs> Kidding. I had a question for you, though, Jason. Yeah. In a previous podcast and knowing you for so long, well, first of all, for knowing you so for so long, you're always tinkering. You, eh, tinkering's not the right word. Fixing, renovating, building. I am. And I believe you've mentioned in the podcast for your listeners that you enjoy that. You've made the comment, don't tell your wife, which I wouldn't, that you enjoy doing these remodels, doing these renovations and stuff. And I guess my question to you is, is that one of those things that you would say, like, when you get chance, and it's one of the things you enjoy to do? It's Kids can't bother you when you're slinging a hammer. No. Generally speaking, if you're doing, like, major construction and stuff like that, uh, major construction for a, a dude, you know, swinging a hammer, putting in nails, your kids can't come downstairs or wherever you're doing it and bother you because you're using a saw. You know, is that something that you would say that you would like to do when you're, even though you're not off duty, but when you're something you enjoy doing when you have time hmm. that you enjoy doing? You know, it's a good question. That wasn't on my list, but now that you mention it, I would say yes, especially now that I'm home all the time. I'm always looking around and noticing things and either writing it on my phone or just having a mental note of, I need to update this or I need to fix this or this, here's something I need to get to eventually. I would say, yeah, it is something I do enjoy. I mean, I, could, I get the allure because, as you know, I look for things that I can do to listen to music, and I could see me saying, okay, I got to paint this room or fix this whatever, throw my headphones on and just think. And so that's another reason I asked is because people like you and people who do enjoy that kind of stuff, I'm totally jealous of because I hate to say it, much to my wife's dismay, I don't enjoy it at all. Yeah. No, to your point, I think the other reason why I do like doing it is because I can put my earbuds in. Mm-hmm. and on my list here also is uh, something I like to do is listen to podcasts, which probably doesn't surprise too many people. <laughs> but that's a lot of the times when I get through my podcasts is either when I'm driving, which doesn't happen that often anymore, or it's when I'm doing home renovation stuff because I'll put an earbud in and while I'm hammering or painting or you know doing something like that, I usually listen to my podcasts. And some of the type of podcasts I like to listen to uh, you know this because I've recently got you hooked on the Scrubs Rewatch podcast called yeah. Fake Doctors, Real Friends. I'm now up to listening to four podcasts. There you go. So yeah, I've been listening to that one. And if you're not familiar, The Office also does this. If you're a fan of The Office, some you either are or you aren't. See, no, everybody always says that, but I, I think it was a good show. I watched it all the way through. But people who say it's the greatest thing ever, I'm just like, eh, it's fine. I mean, I wouldn't put it up there as one of the best. I mean, it's a fine show. I watched it all. No, it was fine. Okay. But there's this thing now, it seems to be gaining traction where there's these rewatch podcasts with members of the cast 
And what they'll do is they'll go, each episode of the podcast is an episode of the show, and they'll go chronologically usually, and they'll kind of talk about the behind the scenes of it. They'll break down the episode, what they were thinking, what was happening in the episode, and answer some fan questions and stuff. So I've been getting a lot of joy out of those type of podcasts. You know this. I was at times, sometimes more, sometimes less, a big fan of WWE. And there is a lot of really interesting podcasts like that as well with some high name folks from the WWE or WWF that, you know, on a weekly basis, tell a lot of great behind the scenes stories of characters, pay-per-views that happened back in the 90s or 80s. So I got to get to relive those and to everything that was happening, you know, behind the curtain, so to speak. So I would say those are the type of podcasts I like to listen to. What, what kind of podcasts do you like to listen to? Well, the best of all is the Dad's Off-Duty podcast, obviously, that I listen to. And then also, you got me the Fake Doctors Real Friends, which I've listened to. I'm way behind, which sucks because I started re-watching it, and I'm on season eight now. So I've already almost finished re-watching it. I wish I could have done it with them, but I'm not going to re-watch it again so close together. The other two podcasts, just because I can't listen to a bunch of podcasts... Because I just get bored. If I have my headphones in too long, I'm eventually, I can listen to a podcast and a half, then I'll eventually switch over to music or something else. But not shocking from what I've talked about in this episode, the other two podcasts I listen to is one called The Josta Show, which is the lead singer of a band called Hatebreed, Jamie Josta. It's a behind the scenes of the metal music. He has a bunch of different musicians on and, you know, it talks about just life, like touring life and what they do when they're off the road. And it's just a different aspect of getting deep down into their life because, you know, especially the music I listen to, everybody thinks they're all, as I said, kill the puppies and worshiping Satan and all that. And they're just like, especially these different, when he interviews people, they're just regular dudes. I mean, they're weird. They have some quirks, but they're just regular dudes. And then another one is, it's called No Fucking Regrets. It's another lead singer of a band called Machine Head. And it's, again, the lead singer just interviews different people now he his podcast more is related to just they start at the beginning of their life till now and they go through just like the history of their bands and everything so they're just interesting so but those are the ones i listen to okay i don't know where you fall on this but when i was in my 20s on a friday or saturday night you could usually catch my wife and i going to the movie theater and seeing whatever movie was out we saw so many damn movies in the 20 in our 20s in the 20s <laughs> yeah in the 1920s yeah, she. But nowadays, I think it's probably because we have kids and we get less nights out. When we do get a chance to go out, we probably don't want to sit in a dark theater and watch a movie for two hours. We want to use that precious time in other ways. So I guess my question to you is, do you find that you watch a lot of movies or TV on your downtime nowadays? I would say like we haven't been to the theaters in forever. Actually, the last one we saw was no, I don't know. I can't even tell you the last movie we saw in theaters. And now that they're releasing movies on streaming for 20 bucks to watch it at home, adult movies or kids' movies, it's great because I, I pee a lot. I'm not ashamed to say it. So it's like I'm paying – you know, you're paying to see a movie and then you're having to get up and run to the bathroom to run back. So it's like having it in, in your house, it's great. You can pause it. You get it for 24 hours. But I would say most nights – after the kids go to bed, my wife and I, kind of like how you guys do these murder mystery things, my wife and I sit down, have the TV on. We're watching a couple shows right now that we'll watch a different one every night. 
we usually watch one episode, like an hour of something, and then go to bed. So, you know, we're still new to the area. So when we get a night out, we don't go to the movies. We go to walk around downtown and see what we can find. I told you about the one place we found where I got this smoked old fashioned and it was amazing. And in fact, it was so amazing. I ordered the little kit to do it at home. <laughs> you know, we had a place here where like... So proud of you, buddy. Well, we take the kids a couple times too, but we had a place here that like, it was like a major magics for adults. They had all a bunch of old school arcade games and pinball games and they served beer and chili and stuff. So, but yeah, no, now we're not, we don't go to the movies. If we get a night out, we're going out. We have enough time ignoring each other at home and we're mess- dealing with the kids or cleaning or working or whatever. So you mentioned streaming and I couldn't agree with you more. Like I find myself not really watching, you know, regular TV, like the, the typical channels, you know, NBC, ABC, that kind of stuff. But like Netflix, Hulu, I'd rather watch shows that are a little bit more, a little bit more mature. They can go a little bit farther with their content. Like Ozark, for example, is a great show. Yeah, exactly. We just finished the most recent season of that. And now we're watching Cobra Kai, uh, the most recent season that just came out. We haven't started that yet. Yeah. You know, usually like on a weeknight after the kids are in bed, we get, you know, an hour or two before we, we go to bed ourselves and sometimes we'll spend some time, you know, catching up on an episode of that. So yeah, same. And then we were actually just asking, we've seen a commercial for the walking dead. And I think we're the last two people in the world who haven't seen that show. Nope. My wife and I really no, no, you guys either. Yeah. She's like, should we watch that? Everybody else has seen it. And I was like, I don't know. It was too late. So we might watch start watching that. Of course we just finished breaking bad a couple months ago. I mean, how late are the game on that? And actually the other night we just started episode one of the Sopranos. Oh, yeah. I've never seen that show either. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen, what was the other one that everybody's, oh, uh, Game of Thrones. Well, we watched that. I don't have any desire, sorry. On the topic of what we like to do on our free time, you did mention at the beginning, I think you talked about video games. I've been liking playing video games. Video games have been a part of my life ever since I was a kid. We talked about this two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You know, Now I've got the Switch. That's the most recent video game console my other consoles are quite old but we have the switch and my question is when are you finally going to play the switch with me when are you going to play with my switch uh as soon as i i'm I'm working on it so i was all ready to go get toe jam and earl the other day then when we talked about it and then you're like are you ready to play i'm sitting here and i'm like dude i haven't had a chance to go to the store and you're like no no you can just download it unfortunately like i don't get much time to play video games but soon i'm going to download it and soon. Unfortunately, no. it's going to sound like a ball of excuses, but November to February is always busy in our house. But after February, there's nothing again until spring. Sports are done. Wrestling's done. Dance is, well, dance is still going. Basketball's done. But then all we have is dance. So I'll have more free time after February. I think they're all, basketball and wrestling are done. Okay. So February is my month. That's what I'm looking forward to. Toe Jam and Earl. This guy doesn't even realize in 2020 you can download games now. Come on. <laughs> He's going up to GameStop saying, where's the, uh, the disc? There's not a disc anymore. It's like a little chip that's like that big. Did that blow your mind? Yeah, one day though, I did sit down. We bought an Xbox for, to use as a Blu-ray player. And I bought like, what is it? It's where the, Mar- the DC characters fight each other. And the kids like to beat the hell out of each other on it. And then one day, like the kids were in the other room. I was like, or playing outside. I'm like, I'm going to sit down and play the one-player campaign. Which first of all, it's not very kid-friendly when you play the one-player game. It's barely kid-friendly when you play the two-player game, but I'm a horrible parent. But I, I played it once for like an hour, 
And then I'm like, this is fun. I'm going to come back. And then I have never sat down and played it again. I hear you. Seth and I had a whole other podcast dedicated to video games. So I've talked about this in other forums, but playing video games with your kids is fun. But today we're talking about what we do without our kids. I've been playing a lot of Rocket League on the Switch. I don't even know what that is. Think of like soccer and monster trucks mixed together. Sounds awesome. Remember Baseball Simulator 3000 for Nintendo or Sega? Yeah, and Blades of Steel. Yeah. Which one was the one you were robot? Anyways, there was one you were robots. Was that Baseball Simulator 3000? I don't remember. One you were robots and the other one the pitcher could throw a ball that was split. It, it doesn't matter. Sounds like it really revolutionized your life. The last note was the last one I brought up about how I'm jealous of guys that enjoy remodeling their house because I'm looking at rooms that we are supposed to paint and I'm like, man, I could really do that easily, but I could do it even easier by just paying someone to do it. I need that JV money. No, it's just you just there's credit. <laughs> it's the American way. But basically that means just means nothing's getting painted anytime soon. But yeah, those are my big points. I can't think of anything else. I'm sure I will as soon as we get off. But then we'll just have to do a part two. Or would that be a part three? Yeah. Is this the part two? Or is this just a new one? I don't know. I would say this is our part two. Or is this just a new episode? Just, just a reoccurring guest. This is your part two. Much like Bill and Ted's bogus journey, I think part two was better than part one. I think they're both amazing. I even like the third one. Ooh. I've not seen the third one. Love me some Bill and Ted's. It's good. You might want to get caught up if you haven't seen the first two in a while. You need to watch them to get caught up. I did. I actually did. Oh, okay. You're shaking your head now. <laughs> I mean, you don't need to watch them, but I mean, it's great that you should. I wanted to, and I did. So, Man, it's been great talking to you. A little peek behind the curtain. Two weeks ago, after we stopped recording, JV and I talked for another hour, just bullshitting off the record. Off the record. You should have recorded that. I just miss you so much. Miss you every day. Oh, man, it's been great. Can I hug you through the phone? Big hug. It's not the same. I can't feel your boner. What? What? Did you say something? Well, you, huh? I don't know. Well, you know I'll see you Labor Day and probably before then. I hope so. Because as it stands right now, I have concert tickets in Detroit in July. However, I had the same concert tickets in Detroit last June, and here we are. So we'll see if that actually happens. To bring it all the way around, I hear that Green Day is looking to tour again pretty soon. So we need to, we need to talk there. We can find somewhere to go. If you want to do a weekend trip somewhere, we can just meet there. I'm in. Thank you for listening. JV, you've been phenomenal as always. Follow us on social media, dads off duty pod on Instagram, two dads off duty at gmail.com is the email Dads off duty on Facebook. JV, you're a delight. Anything you want to say? I miss you, buddy. Can't wait to hug you again. I love you. And if you're a dad, stay off duty. 